God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless. This is your brother, Jesse Jarrod. And this is Christian Thoughts. Interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian, but still being human. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. It is now uh, Monday. Today is Monday, um, November the 5th, 2018. It is 9.44 in the morning. And ladies and gentlemen, you're probably wondering, Jarep, why are you doing a podcast so early in the morning and why are you doing it on a Monday instead of a Saturday? Well, ladies and gentlemen, for reasons that can't really explain, we couldn't be, we weren't able to do the podcast these past two weeks, these past two Saturdays. That's why you don't hear me until today, really. Um... The past Saturday, not this past Saturday that just passed, but the Saturday before that, uh, my mother was in the hospital with a seizure. So we asked prayers from her for her while she is still recuperating. She's back at home. She's back home, but she is still recuperating and still a little weak after that. That was her first seizure. And this past Saturday... Um, the reasons I can't explain, I don't know, I don't know, but we weren't able to do it this past Saturday either. But we are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is a Monday, as I said, it is November 5th, 2018, and this is Christian Thoughts. Today's topic, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be today is going to be, ladies and gentlemen. God knows why. What do I mean by God knows why? God knows why. God knows why you're going through what you're going through. God knows why he's putting you through everything that you're going through right now. I am speaking, speaking out of experience. Because this past week, ladies and gentlemen... Um, my wife can vouch for me that this past week we have had a the, one of our toughest trials. This past week with my mom having her first seizure. That scared us. That scared me. That scared my wife. That scared my whole family. And then this, uh, this past week after that, personally my wife and I, in our personal uh relationship our our personal family we had another tough trial and there was those were times that ladies and gentlemen our faith was rattled if you will those were times ladies and gentlemen where our faith was rattled it was shaken but at the end of the day we were not going to quit we we thought of quitting I personally thought of quitting. I personally said, well, God, you're not here. You're not helping. And and we all go through these moments. We all go through these moments. We all go through the moments where we say, God, where are you? We all go through the moments where we say, God, where were you? We all go through the moments where, I say, where we say, God, why aren't you listening? That is when... As we said before, the storm is the loudest. 
the storm is the loudest. When the storm is the loudest, ladies and gentlemen, that means God is hard at work. That means your blessing is closest than you can ever get. When the storm is the loudest and you cannot he- hear, see, or feel God. That is when he is close. That is when he's still there, but he's just quiet, quietly working. The storm and the thunder won't tell you that. The storm, the thunder, the rattling, the rolling, the shaking of your faith. You say, God, I think I'm going to go quit on you because you're not listening to me. I'm going to go back to where I used to be. I'm going to go back to... Where is that though? A very good friend, pastor of mine. A very good friend of mine who is a pastor said to me exactly the same thing that I am saying to you. And that's why I gave it to her today as a topic. Because ladies and gentlemen, there's no better testimony, there's no better, uh, there's no better way to preach about God than to tell your testimony, than to tell your experience and your experiences. This pastor friend of mine said, he, she said, Jess, you're not going through this because God has forgotten you. She said, Jared, you are not going through this because God has forgotten about you. You're not going through this because God is not listening to you. You're not going through this because God is not is is is, is just ignoring you. No. You're going through this because your blessing is closer than ever, she said. She said, You're going through this because there are times where you just want to say, God, I give up on you. God, I'm not going to continue with you. But then when you turn around and look and you say, where? When you come to your senses, if you will, you say, where am I going to go? Where would I go? Where would I even step towards? Where would I even step? Yes, I would go back maybe to the club. I would go back to the bar. I would go back to drinking. I would go back to... To, to, to sexual fantasies or whatever the case may be. I would go back to being a player. I would go back to... And, and this is just random uh, examples. I would go back to being a player. I might go back to the bar. I might go back to clubbing. I might go back to pimping. I might go back to whatever the case may be. But who would you have? Who would it be... The one to help you. Who would be... Where would you go back to? You start to think and you say... Well... I'll go back to my old self. But then what? Then... My friends, it would be worse. It would be worse for us. The Bible says it. The Bible says that our consequences, if we go back to the world, our consequences will come out much worse than what we are with God. Because that will be basically our punishment. But not our punishment, but our consequence for going back to the world. Our consequences... And our trials and tribulations will be much worse if we go back to the world. Why? 
because we know where we could go or where we were when we were not in the world and we left the world. We know about the about the gospel. We know, and because we know, that'll torture us even more. Because we know about the gospel, the Bible says that if we die, knowing the gospel and not being with God, no longer being inside the Christian community, no longer being a Christian, if you will, and we die like that, our torture will be much worse than everyone else. Why? Because we know the truth. Because we know the truth, but we decided to no longer follow the truth because, oh, God wasn't listening. Because, oh, God was ignoring. Because, oh, I didn't feel God. I didn't hear God. I didn't see God in my trials and tribulations. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why they're called trials and tribulations. Jesus said it himself. Jesus said it best. He said, you will have tribulations and trials in this world, but do not fear, for I have conquered this world. We forget that sometimes. We forget that sometimes. We forget that God has said that. We forget that God, I mean, that Jesus said that. We forget that Jesus wants and I'm going to put it to you like this, what, pastor, what, my, what my pastor friend told me this, the other day. She said, Jesus didn't have to die for you. If Jesus would have thought the way we think half the time, we know the whole fairy tale, she said. She said, we know the whole fairy tale of, yes, he died for us and, you know, the whole fairy tale version, he died for us and resurrected on the third day. Yes, we know that version. But do we know how much he had to go through? Do we know how much he had to go through? Do we know the fact that he had to be beaten to a pulp where his face was no longer recognizable? The Bible says his face was no longer recognizable. That's how bad they, he got beaten. He got beaten. Why? He was, he, was, he was feeling what we feel today. He was going through our pain for us. He felt all that pain. He went through all that pain. He went through the beating, the, the, the scarring, the, the, the ripping of skin. You don't believe me reading the Bible in the, in the four, in the four evangelist books. St. Matthew, St. Mark, St. Luke, and St. John. All four of them will tell you that he got beaten. That his skin was broken off. Ripped off his flesh. That you could see the inside of his skin. You could see the blood. The, 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 the bone. That's how bad they beat him. That his face was no longer recognizable. And she said to me, Jesse, he could have 
said, oh no, this is too unbearable for me. This is too unbearable. I'm going to just let Jesse go to hell. I'm going to just let Johnny go to hell. I'm going to just let uh, Jimmy or or, or Jaleesa or, or, or Ashley go to hell. I'm going to just let these humans go to hell because this is unbearable for me. He could have said that. He could have said, God, I quit. Father, I no longer want this mission. I no longer want to. Ladies and gentlemen, I no longer want to go through this. Because this pain, I can't deal with this pain. The Bible says, he said, God, why have you forsaken me? That was his human-like uh, uh, uh Exclamation. Ex exclamation. His human way. The human part of him said, God, why have you forsaken me? The spirit and the and the Jesus and the God-like part of him said, The deed is done. The deed is done. It is finished. I have completed my mission. Do you see the difference here, ladies and gentlemen? Do you see where I'm going here? He could have just allowed us to go to hell. He could have just allowed us, ladies and gentlemen, to not go through anything. He could have just allowed us to just say, Sowski? <laughs> I don't need this. I don't need all this pain. I'm not going to go through all this pain just because I'm trying to save all these people. He could have said, Father, I do not want this mission anymore. He could have said, and he did say it in a way. His human-like, again, his human-like part. His human self said, if it's possible... If it's possible, pass me this cup. Pass this cup away from me. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, he's basically saying, if it's possible, Father, choose somebody else. But he also said, let not let, let it not be my will, but yours. So he was thinking in his human self at the same time. He was thinking in his God-like Jesus self, his Messiah self, his Savior self. Because he could have just said, I don't want it. I quit. Give it to somebody else. I'm not doing this. When they were beating him, when they were beating him with, with, with whips, when they were beating him with with. With giant, what do you call this? Balls and chains. When they were beating him with painful weapons. When they were beating him with painful weapons. Ladies and gentlemen, he could have said, I quit. Let them go to hell. Let them... Oh, suffer. I don't care. This is too unbearable for me. But he didn't. He said, God, 
I'm gonna complete my mission. I don't want Jesse to go to hell. I don't want Ashley to go to hell. I don't want Jasmine, Jasmine, or or Jimmy, Jeremy, Malcolm to go to hell. We're gonna celebrate, ladies and gentlemen, this coming two months. We're first celebrating Thanksgiving. And then we're celebrating Christmas. The one time of year where people actually remember why Jesus came into this world. The one time of year where people who are not Christian remember why Jesus came. But we as Christians should not only celebrate Christmas once a year. We should celebrate it every day. Thanking God. Being grateful to God. Just like Thanksgiving should be every day. Not just once a year. Not just remembering God once or twice or three times a year. Including Easter. No sir. And I said this in Easter. I said we should not. Ladies and gentlemen. We should not only be celebrating Jesus once or twice or three times a year. As Christians especially. We should not be remembering Jesus only on Sundays, ladies and gentlemen. We should not be remembering Jesus only on Saturdays. We should not be remembering Jesus only on certain days of church, certain holidays, Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving. Rosh Hashanah for the Jewish. Yom Kippur, the Passover. We should not only be remembering Jesus and the Messiah. We should not only be remembering God in those days. We should forever and every day remember and be grateful to God for what he has done in our lives. God knows why, ladies and gentlemen. God knows why you're going through what you're going through. God knows why. You're going through what you're going through. He knows. Ladies and gentlemen. He knows when the storm is getting louder. He knows when the storm is getting harder. People are going against you. Asking you where is your God? Where is the God that you supposedly say you believe in? Where is the God? Where is your God? They said the same thing to David. Read the, read the book of Psalms. People have told him, where is your God? Where's the God that you say you serve? People said the same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, to Daniel. They were going to throw him in the lion's den and said, let your God be the one to save you. Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three youth, three young people. Three young men got thrown literally in the fire. Literally. We think we're in the fire. They were literally in the fire. They were literally in the fire. We forget that. We forget that Daniel was literally about to get eaten. He could have said, oh, well, God, you're not gonna, you didn't save me from this lion's den. So now I'm here with the lion, so I'm going to just get eaten. Or David could have said, no, 
I'm fighting the giant. You guys are the army. You guys are the army. You're supposed to be fighting the giant. Oh, well, you know what would have happened? That giant would have destroyed them all. Goliath would have destroyed them all. If David would have said that. If David would have thought on his human self. If Daniel would have thought in his human self, God, you didn't save me from this lion's den. You didn't save me from getting arrested. So, yeah, I'm not going to believe in you anymore. Hello. Talking to somebody. We could have said that uh, God, uh, we could have said, or, or David, excuse me, could have said, no. Yeah, I think I'm crazy going against a, a giant like him. Do you see how short I am? Do you see that I'm a kid? He was a young man. David was a young man. He was basically maybe in his 20s, maybe in his teens. When he was fighting Goliath, the gout. When he was fighting the giant, ladies and gentlemen. And not a fairy tale giant, no sir. Not a fairy tale giant. Just because we don't see giants like these that these days, we're gonna be glad about that. The Bible says that he was about eight to nine feet tall. We have people that are seven feet in this world. Why can't we believe that there were two there were people with two more feet? Three more feet, ten feet tall. We have people, we know people, and I know people. That are seven feet tall. They play basketball. Shaquille. The most famous giant on earth. Shaquille O'Neal. One of the most famous giants. I shouldn't say the most famous. The most famous tall person in basketball is seven foot one. He is seven foot one. So why can't we believe that somebody is more than nine feet tall? That was Goliath, ladies and gentlemen. That was Goliath. Think of Shaquille and then put two more feet. The dude was as big as a house. <laughs> Seriously. David could have said, do you see me? I'm a kid. I'm barely 20 years old. I'm barely 30. I ain't going against no giant. I ain't going against no, no, no ginormous person. Mm -mm. I believe in God, but that's where I draw the line. Yeah. He could have said that in his human self. But what did he say? What did he tell Goliath? I come to you. You come to me with sword. And with javelin. And I come to you. In the name above all names. In the name of the God of this country. In the, uh, of this land of Israel. And I will defeat you. By the name, by God as my witness, I will defeat you. I'm paraphrasing here. But that's what basically what he said. We're talking about a nine foot tall dude. Shaquille's great great grandfather. Let's just say. <laughs> I'm just kidding around, but basically as big as him. Or taller than him. 
two feet taller than him. My goodness. We believe that Shaq is seven foot one, and we don't believe that 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 Goliath was nine feet. Come on now. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the point is, if those men of God would have thought in in their human selves like we are doing today, if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they could have said, oh no, we got arrested and we got thrown in this fire. Yeah, yeah. God, you didn't save us, so I'm just, we're just going to die here. They could have said that. They could have thought in their human self. They could have said, um, we don't want to go in that fire. So, God, where you at? Why aren't you listening? God, you're not listening to us. So, we're about to go thrown. We're about to get thrown into fire and you're not saving us. Uh, where you at? He could have said that. They could have said that. Excuse me. They could have said that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They could have said that. But they didn't. They said, ladies and gentlemen, and I quote, and I'm paraphrasing. If God saves us, then praise be to God. But if he doesn't save us, we will still not bow to your idol. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, they basically said, just because you're going to throw us into fire and higher the temperature seven times the the regular temperature. Seven times the regular temperature. The Bible says that one of the guards got close enough when when he opened the door that they died in that instant. They died by opening the door the fire consumed them in that same instant. And what did it do to what did it do to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Completely nothing. They didn't even smell like smoke, the Bible says. If you don't believe me, it's in the book of Daniel. Read it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're in the book of Daniel. They were actually Daniel's friends. They were close to Daniel. And King Nebuchadnezzar knew Daniel and they knew them because they were basically close to the king as well. And King Nebuchadnezzar didn't care if they were close to the king because he wanted them to worship the golden statue. The golden idol. He wanted them to worship no other god except his God, the golden statue, the golden idol. And that's what where, that's where we're at today, ladies and gentlemen. What will we do? Will we, will we be afraid of getting arrested and we will bow? Will we bow to whatever idol this world or this country or this place wants us to bow to? Or will we be standing firm like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and say, I will not bow. Well, we stand firm, ladies and gentlemen, like I Santo. Yo, I'm feeling it now. Jesus is worthy, Santo. Whew, Santo. Will we not bow? Will we stand firm, like 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 Mordecai, Esther's cousin? Not my daughter, Esther. That's just 
Not my daughter, Esther. <laughs> Esther's cousin in the Bible. He stood firm. He said, I will not bow to, to Haman just, like, just because he wants me to. If he kills me, then he kills me. But I'm not going to bow because I am faithful to God. I am faithful to God and I bow to no man. To no man, the Bible says, shall you bow to. And that's what Mordecai did. He bowed to no man. He didn't even bow to the king, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that. He bowed to no man. He said, I am not going to bow to this fool over here who he thinks he's bigger than the king, who thinks that he's higher than the king, who thinks he's going to be the king next in line. I am not bowing to this guy because he's not my God. Hello, somebody. I know somebody's listening because I'm feeling it right now. Santo de Dios. Jesus, you are worthy. My friends. I could have quit this past week. I wanted to. I wanted to quit. I wanted to. We both wanted to, to be honest. My wife and I. This trial was so hard for us. This trial was so hard for us. They even. It was a, a, a trial so big. That even our daughters were in danger. Let's just say that. I'm not going to get into detail, but. Even our daughters were in danger. We would have lost our daughters. And we didn't want that. And we thought. And I started. As, as the pastor. As my pastor friend said the other day. I started having a tantrum against God. We all been there. We all been. We all had tantrums. We're human. We're like. Our we're like my three-year-old girl, my three-year-old daughter, who will have a tantrum if you don't, if she don't get the cartoon or the toy or the tablet or the phone that she wants. She will have a tantrum. We base, I basically did that. I basically had a tantrum against God. I said, God, where were you? Why didn't you answer me? Why didn't you back me up? You heard everything they said. You heard everything that they were going to do. And you didn't back us up. You didn't protect us. Where were you? And I had a tantrum. And mind you, I was in the middle of my job. Well, not the middle of my job, but I was in the stock room, but still. <laughs> I was at work having a tantrum against God. Ladies and gentlemen, that didn't help me. She told me about a time where God basically told her that she, li she likes to listen to God and she likes to, she says that she, she hears the voice of God come out of nowhere sometimes. And, 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 and she said that, that, that one day she had a tantrum against God. She had a temper tantrum and that she said, you, you, you making me live in a, in a rundown home. She said, you making me live in a termite infested place. You making me live in the middle of nowhere. And, and you said you were going to give me my house. You said that I didn't need to pay for the house. And uh, now, this guy, you know I don't have no money, and now I'm trying to get a house, and you know I don't have no money. Where, where are you, God? She said. And God just told her, she said, I mean, she said that God said. She's like, God said, if you calm down, I'll bless you. Simple as that. God said to her, if you calm down, I'll bless you. 
I'll show you my, my glory. I'll show you my hand. Jesus, you're worthy. And she did. And she calmed down. Not a day later passed, she says. And she said that the guy called her. And she said, I'm going to give you... Come on, pastor. I'm going to give you the keys to the house. And she said, I told you I don't have no money. And he says... The guy says, don't worry about the money. You could just pay it in down payments later on. Just get the keys to your new house. And she says that she started paying mortgage, but she never paid down pay. That's how God is, ladies and gentlemen. We just got to stop with the tantrums, for one thing. We got to wait we got to wait on God. It's not in our time, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we forget sometimes. We get, we see the, we see the pot of boiling water. We see the pot of heat. We see the, the fire getting hotter in our lives. We see the trial getting stronger and the storm getting bigger. And we say, nah, God, you ain't listening. Nah, God, you're not here. You're not, you're not protecting us. You're not helping us. Like I said this past week. And we say so many things against God. And God is basically saying the same thing he said to her. If you calm down, I'll, I'll show you my hand. If you calm down, I'll bless you. We need to calm down. We need to stop having the tantrums. We need to stop complaining against God. Because God knows why. God knows why. He's putting us. He's putting you where he's putting you. Don't freak. Don't flip out. You might get hurt. You might get insulted. You might get arrested. Like Daniel, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas got arrested for preaching the word. And that is where, ladies and gentlemen, I said this before. That is where God moved. Because they didn't they didn't care about being in jail. They just kept praising God. They just kept praising and blessing God. And God moved in such a way that even the guard gave his life to God. Gave his life to Jesus. He said, show me your God. Because I've seen how your God moves. I've seen the works of your God. The miracles of your God. Show me. Your God. I want to know your God. And that's what we must be. We must be representatives of God. Not complainers. Not three-year-olds who have tantrums. We must know that God knows why. We must know that God has a plan. We must know that God sees what we're going through. He might not say nothing. Trust me, I know. He might be quiet. He might be silent. Ladies and gentlemen. But he's still there. He is still there. This is your show, Christian Thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, we are listener supported. Here on Anchor, just go to anchor.fm slash jct. To figure out, to find out how you can support this podcast monetarily, 
or money-wise. Whatever donation you want to give me, it doesn't have to be 10, it doesn't have to be 5, it doesn't have to be 1. Whatever you donation you can, it will be a blessing. And it will be a blessing for your life and other people's lives. God knows why, ladies and gentlemen. God knows why you're going through what you're going through. Just trust in Him. May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week. This has been Christian Thoughts. Your brother Jesse Jarab. As always, God bless.